Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've been sitting here waiting for you. And today we're going to return to the book of Jude, that wonderful little book just before the book of Revelation that most people just skip right over. But it is power packed. And today we're going to unpack a lot of the verses in the book of Jude. And I'm offering you a brand new series called The Apostate Church, Apostate Ministers and Apostate Believers, How to Recognize Apostate Leaders in Churches and How to Stay Spiritually on Fire for the Lord. The Holy Spirit prophesied in multiple places in the New Testament that at the very end of the age, there would be a departure from the faith. And Jude addresses this. Jude was so stirred because he had just received the second epistle of Peter. Isn't that amazing? They were reading what each other were writing. And when he read the second epistle of Peter, chapter 2, he read how Peter wrote about false prophets and false teachers who were covertly working inside the church. They were saved because he says they were denying the Lord that bought them. They were blood-bought ministers, but for some reason they've departed from the faith. They're denying the leadership and the covering of the Lord over them, and they've gone their own way, and now they're merchandising false teaching to the saints. That's what Peter wrote about in 2 Peter chapter 2. And when Jude read it, he was so moved. He said, oh, I want to deal with this as well. And he had a lot of authority because he was the half-brother of Jesus. The reason I call him the half-brother is because he and Jesus had the same mother, but they did not have the same father. Jude's father was Joseph. Jesus' father was God, but they were half-brothers. And he wanted to write a letter about his half-brother dying on the cross, being raised from the dead, and about all the blessings that Christ's sacrifice on the cross purchased for us. He tells us that in verse 3. But he says, you know, something came to my attention that made me change my plans. Well, what came to his attention? He read 2 Peter chapter 2. He said, I felt the need to earnestly encourage the saints to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And that's what the entire epistle of Jude is about. And that's what we cover this week in the series called The Apostate Church, Apostate Ministers and Apostate Believers, How to Recognize Apostate Leaders and Churches and How to Stay Spiritually on Fire for the Lord. Order yours today. And we're also offering you the study guide that goes with it and my book, which is called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. This is a book you need to read. But at the end of the program, my announcer will tell you how you can get all of these wonderful materials. But before we return to Jude, let me remind you that if you need prayer, we're waiting for the phone to ring right now. Give us a call. And the moment you call us, we're going to release our faith for Jesus to do something wonderful. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. And if we'll call out to God in faith, he'll hear us, he'll answer us, and he'll do great and mighty things. So call us or send us an email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to really release our faith for Jesus to step right into that place where you are and do what needs to be done. Amen. But call us. 
or send us an email. And reach for your Bible, reach for a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper because today you're going to want to take notes and we're going to cover a lot of material today. And we're going to return in our Bibles to the book of Jude. And very quickly, we're going to review beginning in verse 6. And in verse 6, I'm sorry, verse 8. And in verse 8, Jude says, Likewise also, these filthy dreamers. He's talking about those that are apostate in spiritual leadership. Likewise also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominions, and speak evil of dignities. In the Greek text, the word filthy is not there. It was inserted by the translators to give us the idea that these people had really fouled up. They were filthy dreamers. But the RIV of verse 8 would be like this. In the very same identical way, these dreamers have shockingly convinced themselves that what they do and what they condone is all right. They go about defiling the flesh and they show total disregard to those with authority. And out of a complete disdain for spiritual authority, they audaciously speak debasing, nasty, shameful, ugly words toward those who are in authority with a purpose to belittle them and to put them down. Then you come to the King James Version of verse 9, which says, Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. The RIV of verse 9 says, I tell you that amazingly, even Michael, the tremendously powerful archangel, at the moment when he was wrangling, going back and forth with the devil in a fierce and really hot debate concerning the body of Moses, even he did not cross the line and get into judgment with the devil, nor did he try to take retribution against him, nor did he get dragged into speaking insulting and humiliating words in an attempt to inflict the devil with pain, but instead he simply said, The Lord rebuke thee. Then you come to verse 10, and the King James Version of verse 10 says, But these, speaking of these apostate, reprobate leaders, but these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally, as brute beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. And the RIV translates it like this. But the people I'm talking to you about right now, speak atrociously and inappropriately about things they absolutely do not comprehend or even have a clue about. To be honest, they know and operate from a natural low-level instinct a lot like animals that lack intelligence. That explains why their standing in life is so degenerate, depraved, and totally messed up. Well, when you understand what all these Greek words mean, Jude's epistle is very, very strong when he addresses apostate, reprobate leaders. But then we come to verse 11. And in verse 11, he adds in the King James Version, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Let's begin with the word woe. What does the word woe mean? Well, the word woe carries the idea of distress, calamity, a foreboding. He is telling them that bad times are en route to them right now. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. 
And the word gone is a Greek word which pictures one that has departed or transitioned. He's departed or he's transitioned from a former position to another new position. The implication is that these individuals which Jude is describing did not begin in a wrong place or on a wrong path. But somehow, over a period of time, they've abandoned their former place or their former position or former truth to follow after a new place, a new position, a new truth that is very, very different from what they used to believe. They've transitioned into the way of Cain. The word way is the Greek word hodas, which is the Greek word for a road, a path, or a route, but here... It has a definite article, the way of Cain, the way of Cain. And here it pictures a way of life or a course of action. And of course, Cain, we read about him in the book of Genesis. And Cain tried to find his own way to come to God. He didn't come to God as God required him to do. He tried to circumvent the rules of God, change the rules and come to God on his own, on his own way. And it just did not work. It didn't work. And likewise, these apostate leaders are not abiding in the Word of God, but they're trying to form a new spiritual foundation, a new way to go. They've left the right path. Now they've departed to another path like Cain did. And the Bible says, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam. Ran greedily after is a Greek word which depicts something that is gushing forward, or something that is spilling forward. They're gushing forward. They're spilling forward. They're putting their whole heart into it as they're running greedily after the error of Balaam. The word error here, the Greek word planel, which is the Greek word for deception or an erring, but it depicts a moral wandering. And there's a great inference in the text that these apostate leaders will throw open the door to say, everything is all right. You're under the grace of God. You can be what you want to be, say what you want to be. It is an error. They're morally wandering. And it particularly has an insinuation about sexual wandering, endorsing anything that comes down the pike. It's all okay, whatever you feel, you're under the grace of God. That really is the implication of this word planel. But it pictures a person that has veered, has veered from a solid path that he once walked upon. And as a result of veering morally, now they are adrift. And it was used to depict an animal that lost its way so badly that that animal could never find its way back home. And now Jude says these particular reprobate apostate leaders have veered so far that it's likely they'll never find their way back to where they need to be. And it portrays one that has morally lost his bearings. That is what this word error means. And he, here he calls it the error of Balaam. Well, Balaam was willing to do anything for financial gain and for acceptance. Now these people are sacrificing what they once believed. They're ditching it. They're modifying their faith to something new that is absolutely wrong for the sake of financial gain, popularity, or for acceptance, or for advancement. That is the era of Balaam. But then it goes on to say, and 
They have Balaam for reward. By the way, the word reward, the Greek word mistos, it describes pay, salary, or financial gain, advantage. And they have perished in the gainsayings of Korah. The word perished means to become ruined, to become wasted, to become trashed, to become devastated and destroyed. And the word gainsayings, the Greek word anti Logia, the word anti means against. The word logia is from the word lego, it means I say. But when you compound the two words together, listen to what it means. It pictures words, words that are mutinous, rebellious, subversive, or it pictures disrespectful speech. And here in this verse, Jude gives us three examples. First, he tells us that apostate leaders are like Cain. They want to make their own path to God. They don't want to follow the scripture. They want to come up with their own way to do things. Number two, he gives us the example of Balaam, a man that was willing to do anything for financial gain and advancement or popularity. Number three, Korah. Korah was one who led a spiritual rebellion against Moses. So now we find that apostate leaders try to make their own way to God. And by the way, Cain murdered his brother because his brother did what was right. And we've already seen in these verses that apostate leaders speak belittling, humiliating of others. They try to cancel them. You see, that's the spirit of Cain. We find now that they're like Balaam. They have their eyes on gain and advantage. Or number three, they're like Korah. They lead a rebellion against established spiritual authority. And the RIV of verse 11 would be this. I say woe to these people because they've abandoned what they once held to be true to follow after the same path of Cain. For the sake of financial gain, they've given themselves fully to error and lost their moral bearings and are now completely morally adrift. And as a result, they've ruined, devastated, and destroyed themselves. Their mutinous, rebellious, subversive attitudes and speech are a lot like those that marked Korah. But then we go to verse 12. And in verse 12, the King James Version says, These are spots in your feasts of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Well, there's a lot in that verse. Let's begin with the word spots. What does the Bible mean when it says these are spots in your feasts of charity? Well, the word spots is really an inaccurate translation. It is the Greek word spilos, and guess what it means? The word spilos is the Greek word for a rock just below the surface of the sea or for a reef, a reef. And it was used to depict those whose conduct and teaching brought shipwreck morally, personally, and spiritually into people's lives. And really, Jude actually says, there they are laying below the surface right in your midst like dangerous hidden reefs. And if people come upon them, they will bring moral, spiritual, personal damage into their lives. He says, there are spots or there are hidden reefs in your feasts of charity. The Greek actually says, in all of your events marked by love. Then he adds, when they feast with you. The word feast 
is a Greek word which means to sumptuously feast, showing that these particular reprobate apostate leaders blatantly, with no fear or regard for God or others, take their places right among the saints. And what do they do there? Feeding themselves. The word feeding is the Greek word normally used to describe a shepherd that takes care of his flock. But in this particular case, rather than taking care of the flock, they're feeding themselves. These individuals are self-focused, thinking of themselves, tending to their own needs, taking care of themselves, and then Jude adds, without fear, the Greek word aphobos. The word phobos normally would be the word for fear. You put an A on the front, it cancels or reverses it. These are folks that have lost their fear of God. They have no fear of God whatsoever. They blatantly, blazingly lack fear for what they're doing right in the middle of God's people. And then he adds, without fear, they are like clouds without water. The word clouds is the Greek word nephos, which pictures dense, dense clouds. And Jude pictures these individuals like clouds that look like they're loaded with rain, but in fact, they're completely void of water. They carry nothing. And that's why he adds they are without water. Do you see how powerful these verses are? In fact, when the Bible says without water, it means they are dry as a desert. They have nothing to offer. Then he adds, carried about of winds. Carried about the Greek word peripheral. It means carried about like winds that are on the move. It's very hard to nail these folks down. And the word winds, the Greek word animos, listen to this. It describes a gust of wind, a storm-like force, or turbulence, which means if these people are let loose, they'll bring turbulence into the church. Then he calls them trees without fruit, withered, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Wow. The word trees, very interestingly, is the Greek word dendron, which pictures a tree that bears fruit. It is the same word which would be used to describe a soldier who throws with his sling a stone. It is the same word which would be used to describe an archer who shoots an arrow. But in this particular case, it describes individuals who do not bear fruit. Though they have a sling, they have no stone in it to throw. Though they have a bow, they have no arrow to shoot. These are people who have nothing. They look like they're a tree that should produce fruit, but they have no fruit. They claim that they have the ability to sling a stone and to really do something significant but really, they don't even have a stone. They have the bow. They say they're going to really shoot something, do something, but they don't have an arrow to shoot. All of that is in this phrase. And the Bible says they're like trees whose fruit is withered. The word fruit here describes the fruit producing season of a tree. When they should come into a season that they produce fruit, instead their fruit is withered. The word withered, the Greek word apothnesko, which describes a tree that is withering away, something that is decaying, something that's been rendered actually dead. Without fruit, the Greek word akarpos, which means pure fruitlessness. And then he adds twice dead. The word twice, the Greek word dis, can be translated twice. But in fact, the Greek word means entirely, utterly dead. 
And the reason the King James Version translates it twice is to give us the extent to how dead they are. They are entirely, they're holy, they're completely dead, like twice dead. And the word dead, again, the Greek word apothnesko, which pictures something that's decaying, like a physical body, a soul, or even a tree that's just withering away and has been rendered dead. And then he adds, plucked up by the roots. And listen to this, plucked up by the roots pictures a plant, a real plant that's been ripped from its roots from the soil where it was once planted and where it once thrived. Now that is amazing. And the RIV of verse 12 is like this. These people are unthinkably right in your midst, fearlessly, sumptuously feeding at your love feasts. Such people are like dangerous reefs in the sea, that with the potential to produce moral and spiritual shipwreck in people's lives. And there they are, self-focused, thinking of themselves, tending to their own needs and taking care of themselves. They're like clouds that fill the sky and look like they carry water. But contrary to the image they give to others about themselves, the fact is they're spiritually dry as a desert and completely void of spiritual water. These people are like turbulent winds that bring a lot of destruction in people's lives. And they're hard to nail down because they're constantly on the move. But upon close examination, you'll see that these people are like trees that produce no fruit. Fruit producing trees should bear fruit in season. But these folks have absolutely no fruit to show for themselves. They are spiritually decayed, withered and are dead like a plant that's been torn from its roots from the soil where it once thrived. That is the RIV of verse 12. And we're just getting started. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to pick up in verse 13. But I believe you can see these are riveting verses. And when Jude sat down to write these verses, he was really deeply moved about this emergence of apostate and reprobate leaders that were in the church, and that is what he addresses. But we're finished today. In just a moment, my announcer is going to tell you how you can get my brand new series called The Apostate Church in my book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, and then I'll be back, and I want to pray for you. In Rick Brenner's new series, The Apostate Church, Apostate Ministers and Apostate Believers, hidden truths are unpacked from the book of Jude that tell us many will become apostate at the end of the age as they veer from the truth. The Bible explicitly says this will occur, so we need to know how to never be counted among those who become apostate. In this brand new series, Rick clearly shows that God graciously gives divine warnings to those who err, examples of divine judgment, and his pronouncement of judgment upon wandering stars. Rick also answers the questions, what is a wandering star? And what is God's verdict upon the rebellious and upon the apostate church? This five-part series is available in digital or physical physical format starting at just $10. And today we're also offering you Rick's book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy for $20. Rick says, I urge you to get this book because it is so needed for the days we are living in right now. 
In this book, you'll discover what you need to be doing to stay anchored to truth, how to discern right and wrong teaching, and how to be spiritually prepared for living victoriously in these last days. Rick will take you deep into New Testament prophecies about the end of the age and what you need to do to sail successfully through turbulent end-time waters. Order the series, The Apostate Church, Apostate Ministers and Apostate Believers, and the book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Friends, this is Rick Renner, and I'm standing inside what's going to be the new studio in our TV studio in Moscow. You have given to make this happen. And right now, as you know, prices in Russia are just skyrocketing because of what's taking place in our part of the world. I want to say thank you to every one of you that have done something sacrificial to help us buy all the materials we need to finish the interior. We need to wrap this up as fast as we can. Proverbs 10:21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And I want you to understand that from this spot, we're going to feed people all over the world the Word of God. It's not about a building. We're not interested in buildings. This is an anchor that is pivotal for the proclamation and the distribution of the Word of God to this entire part of the world, and it is so, so needed. And by being a partner with us and being a part of our giving team to wrap this up, Every time the signal goes with the Word of God into people's private spaces all over this part of the world, God is going to credit you with part of the reward for what's going to happen because it's your seed, it's your offerings, it's your sacrifices that are helping us to do this. And when people's lives are transformed, it will be credited to your account. And I want to say thank you for everything that you've already done. Thank you for helping us wrap up phase two of this very important project so we can begin to film programs right here and get the teaching of the Bible to people that are famished for it. And I want to say thank you in advance for being a part of our giving team. I want to thank you for spending time with me today as we've been studying the book of Jude. Do you see how powerful is the book of Jude? It is just loaded with riveting truths from Jude, who was concerned about apostate and reprobate leaders that were emerging in the church already in his days. And he prophesied that it would occur again at the end of the age. And that's why we need to know what he has told us in the book of Jude. And that's why I want you to order my brand new series called The Apostate Church, Apostate Ministers and Apostate Believers, how to recognize apostate leaders and churches and how to stay spiritually on fire for the Lord. I know that you want to stay on fire for Jesus. And this comes with a study guide. Everything in the series is in the study guide so that you can read it while you hear it or while you see it, please go online and order yours right now. And right now we're also offering you my book, which is called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, endorsed by about 40 major spiritual leaders 
who once they read it said, wow, everyone needs to read this book. Please get yours today. You'll be so glad that you got it. You can order it by going online or by giving us a call. And please remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we will receive you into our partner family and together we'll reach people with the word of God. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book, called Life in the Combat Zone because it's dedicated to partners. And we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And please let us know how to pray for you when you reach out to us. But Father, we thank you for the amazing Word of God. Lord, I always quote Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Help us to stick with the truth and not veer from it. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be waiting for you right here. I'll see you then. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Rick Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.